Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Uh, I cannot remember a cricket story this big, uh, ironically, since Sandpaper Gate. Uh, the very story that Justin Langer was brought in to try and save us from alongside Tim Payne. And now, uh, four years on, he is at the centre of one of the most divisive decisions or non-decisions that's been made by Cricket Australia since then. It hasn't been a good summer uh, for the hierarchy with Tim Payne and now with uh, Justin Langer. The fallout continues today. No better person to speak to about it than the Australian's chief cricket writer and one of our very own here at SEN. Pete Lawler has been good enough to jump on the line. G'day, Pete. G'day. Yeah, it's interesting that you talk about um, Sandpaper Brigade because I was thinking that myself. I remember when I first wrote that that sandpaper that sandpaper story, and Australia was asleep and went and then I was asleep and I woke up and I looked at the story and I think it had over two thousand comments. And I thought, oh my god, this is the biggest thing I've ever dealt with. I tell you, within a couple of hours of posting uh, the breaking news about Justin resigning, there was already a thousand comments on the Australian website. And I heard Crash Craddock say this morning that there's been 15,000 respondents to a poll uh, on the Daily Telegraph. Um, this one's, yeah, this one's really shaken the tree. Um, Justin Langer's real heartland for a lot of Australians. You know, often you, the people that respond to these sorts of issues are the usual candidates, you know, who just the keyboard warriors, you might say, but all, you know, people who are passionately committed, but this one, this one gets right at home. People can't, people can't quite understand it. And you know, I think the fallout's even greater than that. If you'll excuse me, rambling on here, because what's really distressing about this, that I don't remember as much in Sandpaper Gate, is the way it's just, um, it's driven people mad. Mm. I was thinking this last night. This sort of. You've got journalists and Mitchell Johnson and Adam Gilchrist and Ricky Ponting and everybody's uh, yelling at each other and, and in, in an hysterical state. And it's pretty distressing to think that we're at this point. I mean, it was understandable when players had been caught cheating in Cape Town. Um, but Australian cricket is in a pretty good was in a very good place, wasn't it? We all know. They just won the Ashes 4-0. They won the World Cup. Their reputation had been restored. I wonder how how permanent this damage will be. It's... it's, it's... I constantly trying to get my head around it, and and you would, I'd imagine you'd do the same as a cricket lover first and foremost, but then for your job as well. So you've got those two different prisms in which you can view this from, and I find myself coming to the same conclusion through both, that it seems to be one of the most appallingly handled situations. And I, I I think back from a footy point of view, and I think how could we have how could Hawthorne have botched the exit of Alistair Clarkson so badly, and also in the same process tarnished the entrance of Sam Mitchell from an AFL point of view? I look at this from a cricket point of view and think how could we have disrespected a guy even if he wasn't going to be rehired? How could you just with non decision force him into a corner to make that decision? How could this have been botched any worse than it currently has been? And I don't know if there's I, I don't know if it could have been. Pete? 
No, and I, I, and I don't know anyone that would disagree with you except for the people who've done the botching. Mm. Such a thing. Uh, there had to be a better way. Yeah. These situations have to be managed. I was talking to a, um, a pretty senior sort of corporate sports person this morning. He said, look, we deal with these situations all the time. So sometimes you just have to make the hard decisions, but you manage them. You carefully manage them. You try to reduce the... The impact on the person, the impact on your organisation, uh, you, you massage it. It uh, didn't happen, did it? So, so how um, do you how do you see? I mean, we've got a situation where you you have got some of the greatest names in Australian cricket all lining up in unison against Cricket Australia, which you don't often see that. War, Ponting, Taylor, Gilchrist, Clark, Johnson, Hayden, Ian even Chappell, who was defending Pat Cummins, but he was very critical of Cricket Australia, um, but he was also critical of those lining up to... He was critical of everyone except Pat Cummins, really. But but there isn't anybody at the moment... I haven't seen one story, one quote or one article from anyone other than Cricket Australia themselves saying, hey, that's really well handled, Cricket Australia. Great job. No, no. Oh, you know, they're confident that they had to stick to their processes. I mean, really, dear God! Um, if that's what your pro- if this is a result of your processes, there's something wrong with your processes. Mm. It distresses me that uh, a lot of people see this story as binary. You're either with Justin Langer or you're against him. I think it's far more subtle than that. Yeah, I think it's greater than that. Um, personally, I have a lot of affection for Justin, and I think he's been treated appallingly. And I wish that this didn't happen. But I, my opinion. I think it was time. I think four years was enough time. I think he was kind of a he was a wartime coach, and he'd done his job in those difficult times. And and he'd also done he's one of those people who's almost done his job in that regard too well. Mm. He managed himself. They didn't need their reputation rehabilitated anymore. But uh, anyway, we'll have to see now who becomes the next coach of Australian cricket. But whoever does, they get a hell of a lot easier job task than the one that Justin had and we talk about being surprised at the way this has happened Um, and I think disappointed that uh, human beings haven't been valued Uh, you know the value of these people who give so much to you but are we surprised I mean it was it it was a team that uh, it was a duo that rebuilt that team Mm. primarily it was Tim Payne and Justin Langer and in the matter of a couple of months, both of them have been, well, they feel severely let down by, by their employer, who, who they did all that work for. Pete, do you have the same understanding that Crash has that there, this is actually, there is a bit of a fracture within the playing group about this very issue, that there are those, and there are some staff, and Justin Lang has pointed to this, and several have, that, that did want him gone, where there are others who didn't. And and then now, what? How are you of the understanding there is a rift, and if there is, how deep is it? I mean, where for you do the players sit in this? I don't sense any rift. That's not to say that it's not there. Mm. I don't sense any rift. I think you have players at different points of their career, and players who are motivated by different things. So let's let's pluck one, for instance. Let's pluck Marnus, a guy like Marnus Labuschagne. I mean, he may have incurred the wrath of jail over a toasted cheese sandwich, and he probably incurred the wrath of jail from jail over a lot of things. But he, you know, he's a little bit flaky. He's the mm. kid who can't sit, sit still at school, but it doesn't bother him. 
he just wants to play cricket and bat. Mm. And you know, he, you know, he's probably been hearing those things all his life. And he's not a political animal, so he doesn't really care too much. Uh, a guy like Cameron Green, I'm not even sure he he, he would have been aware of what was going on. Mm. <laughs> he's just a young. You you can't. Uh, Underestimate how sort of the how sort of self obsessed and the concerns that these some of these cricketers have. Others, you know, the more senior, and you would expect it from the more senior members of the team. They had some strong opinions on this, and but I don't think that anyone was there. I don't think there's a rift. I don't, I, I haven't heard one person suggest that uh, there's a falling out in the playing group sure. over this. They might have wanted it handled differently. Some felt more strongly about it than others. Others didn't have feelings about it, but I don't think... Similarly, they didn't have any uh, strong convictions over whether he stayed or went. What, what's but, your... and, and let's not forget, like uh, I have to emphasise this, even the people behind this, uh, they have great affection for Justin. You know, mm. it, you know uh, it, there is something um, essentially decent about Justin Langer mm. that you can't avoid. But he's got some sharp edges too, and some you know, sharp elbows. the The role of, of Pat Cummins is being fiercely debated. Um, Mitch Johnson hasn't missed him. There are others who have defended him. What's mm. your read on on his role? If he, if indeed he has had a role in all this, people have been very quick to point out. Oh, he didn't jump to his defence. He didn't back him in fully. Yeah. It seems that he's played yeah. a lot of it with a straight bat. How have you seen the role of Pat Cummins? Yeah, well, he didn't jump to his defence, but look. I respect I respect Pat Cummins' mm. decision. He wouldn't come to that position uh, if it, if he didn't believe it was warranted. He's not a petty person. It's not over you know a minor personality clash. He would believe that this is the right thing to do, and I think he's worked very hard to protect to not to protect Justin on the way out and to try and manage it as best as he as he could. But he was in in an invidious position. Um, it's probably not his role to, you know, and it's not his role to say he, he stays or goes. Mm. He does have some influence on that decision. But I really think he needs to rip the Band-Aid off. Um, this is what I've just been typing before you rang. You know, rip the Band-Aid off and get out there and own it. Yep. Yeah? Yep. Uh, the- I, I think that, that that's necessary. Um, it's unfortunate that that, He's taken some reputational damage in this, and that's this is, goes back to you know our starting position, isn't it? That you've damaged your captain. I mean, I don't reckon I've seen a more marketable, exactly, um, you know, uh, lovable figure than Pat Cummins in cricket, unless you're some sort of climate change denying yep. gibber who hates him for being woke. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let my politics show through there, didn't I? Um, <laughs> uh, I don't think it's any surprise to anyone. Um, I mean, God, he is rolled gold. You, mm. you dream of somebody coming along if you're like Pat Cummins, if you're running an organisation. You know, he, he's good looking. He's a great bowler. He's sensible. Uh, he's calm. Uh, the the team plays really well under him. The team played really well, well under Justin. Yeah, the the, the um, there is that old saying, isn't there, about that you do more damage with indecision than you do wrong decision, and and they've clearly there is collateral damage through the indecision of Cricket Australia to put it back on Justin Langer to have to make the decision himself with that insult of a six month contract. Two more questions from me, Pete Lawler. Um, mm-hmm. 
Do we need to have, I don't know if referendum is the word, because again, this is cricket, not, not uh, world politics. Do we need to really sit down and have a good hard look at exactly what the role of a coach in cricket is? For too long, I think that there are the old school that will say, oh, they're irrelevant. But yet 2020 shows us something completely different. That The tactics of the game are advancing. The way in which we prepare for the game is advancing. Does cricket need to really have a good hard look about what exactly do you want from a coach? And do you need to now join other professional sports in actually having more respect for the role? Or... Do you just go, we'll get a team manager, a couple of specialists to help with the batting and bowling, and then the captain, you do whatever you want? Well, my mate, Gian, who's a lot smarter than me, um, <laughs> I think he argues, if I can follow it, that, that we've really got it um, upside down. Yep. A coach is most valuable when players are young. Uh, but by the time you're coaching the test team, all the, hub, you know, all the really valuable work has been done. You're just man-managing. Um, I would say no, because there, you cannot apply a template to a team situation. Justin Langer was exactly the right coach three and a half years ago, four years ago, post-sandpaper scandal. I don't think he's exactly the right coach now. I think the team, you know, when the team needed discipline and direction and focus, he was your man. But it's a more senior team now. I mean, that is why people are saying he would like England need him. He's more suited to the England role now than he is to the Australian role. Um, but look, those things are above my um, intelligence and pay scale, to be honest with you. Uh, but one thing I will say, I, I, um, I spoke with Alex Blackwell the other day on the podcast, and um, there was an old saying that Richard McInnes had that. Uh, Men are happy when they win, and women win when they're happy. This is kind of a sex divide here. And she said, yep, that was true, but I don't think it's true anymore. Mm. She said, if you look at the men in the Australian cricket team, they are a very different group of human beings to what Australian cricketers used to be Mm. or have forever been. They're not the hairy chested muncher. They're bolder. They're more out there. They're more sort of metrosexual. You know, they'll be denounced. You know, they get denounced for being woke. But you know, they're they're different people, and they need different management. And I hear that everywhere I go. Yeah. This generation need to be handled differently. It doesn't make them any better or worse than the last generation. Just different. But they respond to different cues, and this is one of the things, problems I have with. Sometimes I thought with Justin, Justin, do you ask yourself, do your methods get the best out of your players? Um, because I, I think the players were trying to say that they didn't. Uh, and that's all a coach has to do. Ask that. That's one question, really, isn't it? How do I get the best out of this person? Um, and there's not a cookie-cutter approach anymore, and you can't be a Ron Brassie, a high-rolling, gospeling, inspirational, brutal, you know, pin the guy to the wall if he stuffs up and uh, or whatever type of approach. That does not work anymore. And Pete, if we could finish up with this, if you were asked by whoever does take this job coming in and they said, hey, Pete, what would be, give us, what, what's a bit of advice you've got for me? What would be your advice to the person who does come in to coach this team? Because talks of poison chalice, uh, you've got to be very careful who you upset. But, but what to you is the most important thing that this the next coach is going to need to do? Oh, look, I, I don't think... Uh, if Cricket Australia don't get funky, and keep your fingers crossed that they don't, and they just stick with what they've got, they'll be fine. I'm told that, you know, Andrew McDonald gets it. Um, 
you know, he's been kind of running the day-to-day of that team for a few months now. He has the respect to the players, and I would never dare presume tell him or anyone else how to do it because I've never been a leader in any capacity in my life. I'm a follower, <laughs> as you were. <laughs> Pete, love chatting to you. Thank you so much for your insight. Uh, really important, and the perspective that you've been able to bring to, to all sides of, of this story has been really important, I think, and, and I appreciate you doing it for us. Okay, take care. Thanks for good chat. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.